Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Waco Famous Podcast. I'm Whitley. This is Ash. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is B. <laughs> you suck. I didn't know that we were all introducing <laughs> ourselves again. I thought that was what we were doing every time. It's fine, Whitley's. yeah, we got this. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, I think that y'all will be really interested this week because we are doing part one of two parts of diving deep into anything and everything about relationships. So y'all need to tune in. So hang on dun, tight. Dun, dun. Hang on tight. I think they're already tuned in. They're already tuned in. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, tune in more. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed, do it now. Rate us. Swipe up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will talk a little bit about the past. Not everyone has to. But it's been like five years now, I think, Ashley, since your last relationship ended in the most bizarre way I've ever experienced in my life. Woof. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't been in a serious relationship in the last five years. Um, Don't my blame last you one after was, that one. I have a little PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't a big relationship person to begin with. And I mean that in the sense that like I hadn't had a lot of serious relationships because... I don't know what I'm about to say kind of contradicts everything about my last relationship, but I'm usually pretty picky about the relationship that I get into. <laughs> except um, that one. Except that one. I had, you know, moved back to Waco and um, hung out with a few of his friends prior, which were really fun. And we got in this relationship and it started out us in Waco and then he moved away to go to school and unbeknownst to me, obviously, um, he started kind of living a double life. You know, I learned a lot about myself. I can't believe I'm a pretty strong female. I feel like pretty independent usually. And I kind of let the red flags. I, I had blinders on to him, which yeah. is kind of shocking to know about myself. Red but- flags were flying and you had... <laughs> You were colorblind. Yeah. So (laughs) I learned a lot of coming out of that relationship, how I react to certain situations, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like we like it could take all day to go into detail of it. But what people probably wonder, which because I would wonder this the most, is how did you find out that he had the double life? 
Oh, yeah. So he's a smart guy. He's extremely smart. And he had a really good way of making me feel... Pause. here. He had a really good way of making me feel crazy. And anytime I kind of acted upon a red flag, he had a way of talking himself out of the situation. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm just being ultra sensitive, whatever. So finally, (laughs) um, good old social media, there was this girl liking his roommate's posts. I mean, as crazy as this sounds, I was in... (laughs) I was visiting where he lived at the time, going to school. (laughs) We will not mention where. Um, But I knew most of his friends. I knew his roommate. And all of a sudden, this girl was popping up, like liking things and commenting on his roommate's um, social media because he didn't have social media. Another red flag. And his roommate, like this girl, just kept liking and commenting. I'm like, I think it's really weird that I've never heard this girl's name before. So I click on her facebook and it's public and there's pictures of her like hanging out with him at the apartment like very obviously so not that hard to find what do i do when i get this information (laughs) um i screenshotted every bit of that and sent it directly (laughs) and was like oh okay Okay. no and we had actually already been broken up because i finally did act on the red flags the that had issues. been shown. Right. And um, we had broken up and I found this later, but the time definitely overlapped. And come to find out there were multiple other women other than just the one. So mm. good times. Great times. <laughs> hey, I dodged a big bullet. It's fine. Another odd thing with relationships, I think, just kind of playing off my experience is that element of friendships and relationships and how when you get into a relationship, sometimes your friendships change. Um, with other hopefully they don't. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Like my with my friends, not with whoever I'm dating. So like Whitley saw the red flags blatantly clear and tried to talk to me about it. And I kind of like I don't want to say we had a big fight over it, but it kind of we kind of distanced ourselves and yeah, no, there was no fight. It was just kind of I drew a line in the sand and was just sort of like, you know, I don't really love this group at the moment, and I don't like what's going on with him, and I don't really want to hang out with him anymore. And so we just, I think it was like six months we didn't really hang out. Which your, I feel like your friends they see a different perspective. They have it. They can see it more clearly. Yeah. and I was friends so and caught family. Up. Yeah, you get, you get caught, caught up, up with like his new friends. And like being the in that friend group of it all, yeah. That until maybe afterwards, then you, if you, you know, break up, whatever, you look back and you're like, oh, okay, now I see absolutely yeah. what you were talking about, or you know, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. Well, and I kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, I care about my friendship with her. I don't like her boyfriend and what I think he's doing, but you know what? Like that's her relationship, not mine. And I just finally realized that. She was going to do what she was going to do and learn how learn whatever lesson she was going to learn, whether I was saying anything or not. And so by me inserting myself into that relationship, trying to help, it was actually making our friendship strained. And so I said, you know, I'll just deal with it and whatever happens, happens. And then a long time later, it happened. <laughs> My sister is screaming amen right now somewhere. <laughs> she felt the same. A lot of people did feel the same, yeah. honestly. I've had that too. Or I get out of it. Well, my, I mean, my most 
serious relationship or my last most serious relationship, my parents and stuff were like, well, we kind of tried to tell you. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And yeah, you, you really just don't look at those red flags. Or you maybe you do and like subconsciously you know they're red flags, but you just kind of stuff them away and you're like, it's fine. It'll be, it'll be fine until yeah. it's not. It's like you don't realize till later that you, the people closest to you actually saw it all for what it was way before you did. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. It's like, why are you blinded by that so I don't know. much? It's so weird. I was I very know. surprised at myself for that. Which I, right now, I'm like, I told my mom, I said that I will listen more toward like to her opinion and my family's opinion and friends because they can just see the other side of it. I think we've all gone through some sort of a breakup. Yes. I mean, we all have an ex. <laughs> right. Um, some of us might have more than others. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you guys feel about maintaining like a friendship with your ex? Do you believe that you can be friends with your ex? Um, I think it's totally dependent on the situation. Yeah. I think it depends on why you broke up, how you broke up, or what was involved in that breakup. Like. Yeah, just completely dependent on the situation. I think if it was kind of a mutual breakup or if either you were doing the breaking up or you were getting broken up with, then Dylan is uh, itching to chime in over no, here. No, no, I'm not. Well, from a guy's well, perspective, how do you feel? what do you yeah. think how about, do you feel about it? Exes? Me? We're sliding the mic over. Come on. <laughs> take it over. I feel like, uh, I feel like <laughs> a guy and a girl um, are never like friends. Like, they're like, like girls no. are like, this is my That's best. Not true. This is my best friend. I have almost guy. all guy friends. No, not true. And I, and I have so many things to prove this wrong because so any guy that's like, so girls, yeah, girls are like this is my best friend. Yeah, every guy that's your best friend is in love with you. Trust me. I wouldn't be. I don't know. Entirely so, mad about that. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> and that's fantastic. But um, I've gone down it with some of my family members, and they were trying to argue with me about this, and they were like, oh, this name, this name, this name. And I was like, okay, well, did they ever, like, try to, you know, make a move on you? And she's like, well, yeah, there was that one time. Exactly. Like, okay. they, there's no friendship with guys and girls. Okay, but that's unless, also. Unless, unless, right? Like, it's like me and you. So, we're married and I'm friends with all of your girlfriends. Yeah. So, that's right. a whole different scenario. <laughs> but. Good recovery. No, I'm saying, like, yeah. No, so, like, yeah. So, like, Ashley and Rachel and all of my friends. And, like, I'm, I'm in love with them. Yeah. But, no. like, after. Yeah, hey, I'm friends with your friends. But kind of offended. It's, it's that, when it's that thing, you know what I'm saying? But like, this is after a breakup. Can you be friends? Right. That was That's a no. great point that you made. Yes. No. But no, not at after all. you've been with somebody and you've dated someone, can you be friends? I think that's it's never going to be likely it's not no. going to work out. I think no. after a certain amount of time has passed, it's possible. I think it <clears throat> may be, but it also depends on Can if. Hell no. Well, that is like a, different a different question. question. <laughs> You're jumping ahead. Dylan, bye. That's bullet number three. We haven't gotten there. <laughs> I think that it totally depends because one person could be willing mm -hmm. to be cordial and be friends with someone, especially if you're in the same group of people. But it totally depends on the other person's attitude towards the situation also. I don't yeah. think you I don't think it's possible immediately after no matter no, how amicable not. the split whatever I think immediately after and I'm saying immediately being like a year even mm -hmm. is not very healthy. You um, need that time 
that separation to just yeah. Yeah. get yeah. through it. Because I would say that I'm pretty much friends with all of my exes except for one. But I think we both knew that like that was never going to happen because we never had a closure moment and yeah. it wasn't going to happen. But there's also a difference in being friends and being friends, like and talking cordial, to someone, yeah. you know, like yeah. an acquaintance. Like you, yeah, have to it's be not like you're going to grab lunch or coffee. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, I would say that I'm more cordial with my exes, not friends. Right, which is probably very important and yeah. respectful to whoever else they're dating. Yeah, next. that's totally. True. Imagine that <laughs> being respectful. <laughs> being respectful. What a concept. Well, have any of you rebounded and had a weak moment with an ex? No. Absolutely. (laughs) I haven't. I'm trying to think if I have. I definitely probably have. And I would not. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, also depending on situations. That that one, like that question is. Well, you know, everyone gets the you up text at some point you know, in their life. I thankfully never went through that stage of life where I was getting those texts. I don't you actually think I've ever gotten one of no, those texts. I, I might have gotten one in the morning to make sure that I was awake just <laughs> the day okay, started. So I'm the only one that received you up text. Okay. Okay. But that's right now. I mean, there, I have yeah. a lot of life you to ha- live. The future yeah. could, could hold a lot you of you up texts. No. You don't know. And I, Nine times out of ten, I probably am not going to be up. So, <laughs> so I'll I'm see never your awake. text at I'm 7 a.m. never my actually phone. awake. My phone's on do not disturb at like 9 o'clock. Also, so. the fact that we are like 30 and however old that someone else is texting at 2 a.m. is hilarious because we are not awake. How no. old are they? Red flag. Same age or older. Red flag. Red flag number one. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless it's a you up text like, hey, I have an emergency. Are you up? Can you come That's like thing. take me to That's the ER? It's not a thing. Yeah. Unless no, you're call in a relationship, it's not to. a exactly. thing. That's true. I'm thinking of relationship. Not a random I like person. My favorite are the like post-breakup accident texts. Oh. Where it's definitely an accident not text? an accident. Oh, like they're like, I'm sorry, hey, I'm oh, sorry, wrong person. They're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, shoot, I totally meant to send that to someone else. Like, it's oh, like, sure you did. Okay. Sorry, I butt dialed you perfectly, like, with your phone. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I swiped right over and started typing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing. I mean, speaking Siri of text, I think, you. I think it's funny that you can, like, break up via text now, too. Okay. Yeah. No. Just you tell should me not. to my face. If you break up with me over a text message, I obviously made a really bad decision. Oh, you definitely shouldn't, but I feel like it very much happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I unfortunately am like a ghostwriter of breakup texts for other people. Um, I don't know why I have this skill, but it's happened. It hasn't happened a million times, but it's definitely happened. If you need me to break up with someone, if you need to quit your job, if you need to tell someone... <laughs> something hard and you don't want to over texting or email just give me a call she has really good rates (laughs) um ten dollars per sentence (laughs) i've sent many a text to whitley and be like can you read this over and she sends it back and it's like so much nicer (laughs) (laughs) i'm like um no i'm gonna edit that again now (laughs) i don't want to be that nice thank so Oh, man. So speaking of being able to text and break up, 
I mean, I feel like social media has totally changed the dating game and dating apps. I don't know for that sure. Whitley has to live through this. I can't speak for this. I'm sorry. I have not you had have to... friends, though, that have had actual oh my positive gosh. experiences. I I've know. Had some too. Yeah, I know multiple people that, that have got married. Married the people yeah. that they meet on dating apps and mm-hmm. they're unicorns. One currently in a serious relationship, but she didn't meet him on an app. She actually. She slid into those DMs. Slid into the DMs. <laughs> bold move, which is props to her. I, on other on the other hand, was like, okay, you guys told me to get on this thing. I'm going to give it 30 days. If I feel like I'm feeling it, great. If not, I'm deleting. I still don't think you gave it a good enough Just chance. It. It's so exhausting to me. I cannot small talk and be like, hey, I know. how was your day? Over and over with 15 people, it's like, not my thing. I would much rather just organically meet someone, Me which too. I don't know how that's going to happen because I go to bed at 9 p.m. But go on a cruise, you guys are a bunch go. of girls. You guys are a bunch of girls talking about this. You guys know how stressful it is for the guy. No, on the other please end tell us of that. So that I mean, obviously, I have no experience in Tinder and whatever. Except for yeah, my no, like no, no. I'm super jealous of them. I mean, not sorry, but like I would, wow. love, I would love. To be swiping, you know what I mean? No, like, it's it just sounds mindless. Fun. Every, it's so fun. Every person that's no. in a relationship or married has that same like. They're like, "Give me your phone. I want to see. I want to swipe. swipe. Like it's a game, but I it's not swipe. a game I know. for those of us it's that are like <laughs> really looking. It's I get very it. mindless. I get it. I get and it. also, it. I don't know. But like, so my so my buddies and I have a few of them. They'll be like, "Hey man, like you, you're good at this. You know, you're you you're fine. You talk or whatever." And they're like, what should I say to this girl? And I'm like, blanked out. I have no idea. Because it's such a thing. You have to have like it's, the perfect, yeah. the perfect line. It's a you thing. Know? It's like, do I say something funny? Do I say something clever? Do I, you know, how do you start this whole conversation it's with me? And what I've settled organic. on to tell them, I was like, hey, like literally tell them. Like, I sat here for 45 minutes and I uh, don't know anything clever to say. So what's up? You know, I feel yeah. like that would work the best. You know? I mean, I, I can appreciate that. But I also think is it weird that I think that it's go- kind of going against the grain of like what is your, I don't know, like what's supposed to actually happen or what your like fate is, if that makes sense. So I don't know how Ashley said it doesn't seem like it's organic and it's natural and this type of like. I'm it's like to- a menu. Yeah, because you're just swiping. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's solely based on looks. So you're like, oh, that one's pretty, you know, he's hot, whatever, swipe, swipe, swipe. But then. When you have to go to the conversation, then you have to figure out what to say. Also, the this, conversations typically go like one of two ways. I just get – I would get bored. Like, yes. oh, hey, I see that you do this for a living. How do you like it? Well, and then – you know what I mean? I just I, feel like you just have to – for me, I don't think that I would go on a dating website or t- or an app or something just to find someone. I would want to just meet somebody. I don't know. Naturally. Not, I don't think anyone. I mean, I'm not. Obviously, I'm not. Currently not, but we've tried. But I've tried it. Yeah. From what? I downloaded just it and friends, deleted it the same day because I'm, I'm bored. From friends doing it, no one talks back and forth that long. They kind of just like talk mm-hmm. maybe one or two commonalities and then they meet up. So then it's like, okay, I've actually met you. I'm not just having to small talk this whole time. Right. Also, it adds this new element of like being non-committal because you have this constant flow of people available to you, and it's like, ugh, 
but if I commit to this, am I going to miss out on this? And it's a really weird added element and social media in general. Before you weren't let, you didn't have access to everyone's lives and seeing them. And I think it's just a totally weird added element, even to people that are in relationships. Like it's an, everything's so shady. Everyone can just like direct message and be private. And it's like, I don't know. And it seems like it also gives people an easy way out to just be like, well, I'm not, maybe I'm not into it. So I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. And yeah, I'm not losing anything because we never really met up or maybe we only did one time. So see you later. And then you're left with like, what's going on? And it's exhausting. It's like, okay, I don't want to go through this same process of, okay, we chat back and forth for a little bit. We meet up once and then nothing. Like I honestly, it's just like not worth it to me at all. I've had one where we started a conversation, then exchanged phone numbers and then started texting, but it was a really short-lived text chain. It was maybe a day or two. And then I got to thinking about it and I said to myself, I wonder how many people he is talking to like this. Because we know the inevitable. We know how it goes. Because typically and you and I, you know how many people are in it, your like, yeah. You know how many people are like in your interest inbox, whatever we want right. to call it. And it's just like. And so after that, I'm like, I don't, why am I doing this? This is not fun. This is not natural. If, I don't know, if God is going to put somebody in my life, he's going to put them in my life and it'll happen at the right time. And. I don't, I personally just don't think being on a dating app is the way that I would meet somebody. Yeah. I just think it's like some people it works great. Yeah. And I'm not knocking them at all. I have friends from college who have met their, you know, current husbands. They, you know, like, oh, they laugh about it. Like, oh, I swiped right or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we got married and they had an actual I know so many people that it's worked really well for. I just, I don't think I'm that person. (laughs) Well, and that's okay. I mean, honestly, everyone says things will happen when you least expect it. So maybe that's what's in the stars for you, ladies. Whitley, how did you meet Dylan? How'd that go? Uh, uh, (laughs) Literally half my lifetime ago. You probably like folded a note and like slipped it to him. No, you want to know the actual funny story Um, that maybe not a lot of people know? Um, The first time I saw Dylan was at a high school football game, but we were not in high school. We were in middle school and he put grass in between his butt cheeks. (laughs) This is not shocking. And he said, muchos gracias. (laughs) Love it. First sight. And I busted out laughing and I just thought, did you think this kid is so weird, but he is so funny. And I was actually like on a homecoming date with someone else. Of course, it was like middle school. So whatever a date is. But um, it was still a while after that before we really. I love me a good pun. And that's funny. Oh, I'm. Yeah. So whatever. It was two weeks later. He went to another homecoming with me. I'd switch boys really quick. Someone somewhere just updated their online dating profile to a picture of them (laughs) with grass. And they're like, hey, I'm going to give this a go. At least, like, that's cute. The rest of us are over here like, online dating sucks. (laughs) Hey, but at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Going from eighth grade to 30 years old together has its ups and downs as well. That's a lot of life together. Yeah, 
Well, and we broke up after high school for a while, so. But was it love at first sight? Like, would you say it was no, love at I first was sight? No, I was like 13. There was no, no. Also, a man's brain is not fully <laughs> developed till they're 25 Yeah, Are we sure about 25? I don't think. I, no, would, I don't know. I would be willing to bet it's later than I don't, 25. It's I don't think you can love at first sight in middle school. Maybe you can love at first sight now, but. Britain, love at first sight, believer or no? I don't know. I wouldn't say, okay, so if I'm going to get technical and very logical about it, if it's love at first sight, is that just based off of looks or is it just after a first date or something? Because I think it's literal sight. I Um, get a vibe. I can get a vibe pretty hard off someone. I feel like it's possible Is it love or like major interest? I don't know. I would say it's love. For me, I would say. (laughs) I don't know. But... (laughs) How many times have y'all been in love? Once. Twice. Oh. I guess I'm twice. No one I dated. Ironically. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay, my husband Things cannot produce this show real. <laughs> Twice. Um, Dylan and I have – it's funny, like, being married now. You start thinking, okay, I know you really well. And then you're like, wait this and this and that, you know, you just like ask questions. So we looked into our love languages a couple of years ago, you know, when everyone was kind of doing that whole thing. And we have, if you look, aligned our lists up side by side, one to five, they're like completely switched. That's funny. <laughs> love languages are cool. I looked into that actually okay. after I read a book about it. my breakup. Yeah. It's really, it's a real thing. Once you figure that out about people, right. it, it really, makes sense. It helps. What, what is y'all's number one? Um, mine is acts of service. <gasps> mine too. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like mine would also be acts of service, but also, uh, what's, so there's five. Yeah. Of them. There's it's acts of service, um, words of affirmation, quality, quality time. time. I think mine's false. Uh, yes. Gifts, Gifts and touch, then t- I physical touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mine would be quality time for sure. My number one. Cause I just really enjoy that. Just one-on-one. That would not be mine. Time. <laughs> yeah. But also... I don't know. Yeah, Dylan was just gone for th- three days and three nights, and Ashley goes, are you so excited for Dylan to be back? I was like, no, I totally am, but I wouldn't, like, cry if he was gone another night. <laughs> Maybe oh, that's sorry. also, like, being together since middle school. Too. Yeah, I'm like, it's fine. But acts of service is def- definitely my number one, and Dylan is still learning how to <sighs> help me with that. B, what's your what's your least? You said what your number one is, but what's like your least? Um, chores. What's my least? Changing my oil. <laughs> oh, good question. I would say gifts. Yeah, that's a good Maybe one. My least. Is I mean, there a bad one? I'm that's really my second. Don't, don't second on my wrong. list. That's hilarious. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I do love gifts, but I mean, if someone surprises me with something, I you know, I think it's very thoughtful, but. I wouldn't say, oh, he's, you know, speaking my love language or something. I always joke because I've been single so long that, like, I do everything for myself that if I'm going to date someone, I need them to make my life easier, not harder. <laughs> so when they should service is like, yeah, where I'm at. They sh- it a relationship should never make your life harder. No, that's it, 100 percent true. It, they it should be easy. It should not be difficult. And I feel like if it is difficult, then there's obviously something missing. Especially if it's difficult 
at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's like the honeymoon phase where everything's Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> How long do you think the honeymoon phase actually lasts? Oh, I have a theory. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, I don't know if it's more of a honeymoon phase theory. And also, how do you know if it's actually – you're actually going through a honeymoon phase or if you've actually met, like, your soulmate or someone that you've really – you're supposed to be with, I guess, if I, that makes sense? Oof, I don't know the answer to that question. But I feel like there is a significant amount of time where you are, like, playing it cool and – Things that normally make you angry or annoyed. You're kind of like looking over because you're just so excited to be yeah. together and, and the newness. New. I don't know. I would say that's like six months to a year. I really, before it gets really real to where, I don't know, maybe as you get older, it's not. Maybe it gets more real more quickly. But because I feel like once you get older, you can. Hopefully, kind of weed them out. And you kind of know, like, okay, I don't, I know that these things annoy me at this point, but for sure. Can I talk about how dangerous that is? What, honeymoon phase? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. You guys, the girl, as a girl being so, like, oh, like, this is what you're doing that's annoying me, but like, I don't care because we're, you know, it's fresh. I don't know. I might just tell someone you're being annoying. Yeah. I mean, if you can just straight off the bat be, super upfront with the things that you like and dislike because you know how bad it is for us for for me to be like doing all these things like I'm about you know and like and this happens to some of our friends like and a lot of my friends that are you know in their serious relationships they get a they get a good amount of time in with and then finally that phase the honeymoon phase ends which is I mean we call the honeymoon puppy dog puppy dog phase let's call it that ends and all of a sudden now all these things that you've been doing that are part of you are annoying as hell okay but i feel the same way about guys i feel like guys start out showing more attention and trying harder and then all of a sudden yeah they want like, the yeah. Ch- they love the chase and then they catch you and, like, and then they're well, bored. We're not talk we about how much, bored we get bored we can't talk about how much guys suck because i agree with I you i don't think guys <laughs> suck uh, i don't believe no. that i really don't believe guys suck i've i've we've, I watched a lot of the bachelor with whitley i watched a lot of the things yeah. And I've seen a lot of stuff and I heard a lot of stories. Well, you have a lot of friends. I yeah, do I've seen think... a lot of friends. Guys suck sometimes and uh, it's it's weird. Um, and I don't want to be like I'm perfect dude by any means. But, you know, do, do some crazy stuff. But on, on both sides of the table, if, you, if you're pretending that something's okay and it's actually not okay, the for three, six months a year whatever and then all of a sudden like these things bother you it's gonna be a problem i think it's an age thing i think as you get older that goes away more but when you're younger you're so worried about playing it cool yes my past serious relationship there were red flags or not even red flags but just things that were annoying or things in the back of my mind i you know that i ignored even just small things you know but I was also, I don't know, in my, I don't know, college years. And so um, I agree it, with time and, when and age. Obviously. I used to have like a theory. I kind of still do. But again, as we get older, it changes. But I feel like there's a three-year mark. I feel like the three-year mark is like the true testament of if you're going to make it or not. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I've seen a lot of relationships, even my own, get to the three year. 
And it's like, you're doing it or you're not. It's, I don't know what it is about three years, but. You had enough time to get to know that. <laughs> Intimately. <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't speak for crunching on your pizza. I can't speak for the honeymoon phase of a, well, I can speak for the honeymoon phase of the beginning of a relationship, but I honestly think that if you're in a the right relationship or in a good relationship, that you go through multiple honeymoon phases, but don't call them honeymoon phases. You go through periods of being comfortable and you're content and you're fine, and then you go through phases of being oh my gosh, I'm really obsessed with you and I really love you and like you're giddy all the time again for a little bit and then you go back and then it turns into an episode of you. (laughs) That's like... (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's too much. I feel like that's growing together, which is important. Yeah, I think so. And the most important thing that I feel like I have learned being in an adult relationship and being in a marriage last almost four years is that there's always ways to grow and improve the way you communicate with each other, the way that you do things for each other. And you can't keep things exactly the same as they always were. Like you have to constantly change it, but you have to talk about how they're constantly changing. Well, Whitley, you guys started dating when I don't even know how old you were. You went through so many important life phases. Like I am not near the same person I was at 28 that I am now at 33. Yeah. And I don't don't even feel like I'm the same person that I was when we got married, you know, not, not that I'm a different person, but just you've grown. Yeah. And if you're not able to talk through that and realize that you have to come together every so often and kind of reassess things and get on the same page again, then you're never going to work. Agreed. So that's my input on the quote unquote honeymoon phase. Maybe we can wrap this part one up by sharing how we think you can grow from past relationships or getting out of a getting out of one, I guess, is what you could say. Yeah. Whether it's a good way or a bad way. Um, I mean, I think like anything else, you do go through a grieving process with any breakup, whether it's, I don't know, six months or less or, you know, X amount of years. Um but I, I feel like the one way for sure to grow or the only way to grow is to go through struggle. And if you go through the grieving process, I think for me personally, I'll, you know, it's easier. Um, you have a denial phase. Um, I mean, I don't know if these are in exact order, but denial phase, bargaining, you know, is it actually happening? Can we get back together or um, – and then you have the anger part, which I I mean, I feel like after that anger part, if, you know, things come to light or you learn truth about the situation or, you know, whatever, then it's easier to get over it because then you can actually move on. You can accept the fact that this is happening or things have happened. That's the truth. And then you can just accept it and try to to move on from it for sure um I think with me and my situation with um my ex from five years ago um there was never an admittance on his end of everything that he did 
it was still kind of like a you don't know what you're talking about type thing. And then you start playing like then you're mad. Then I got over it because it wasn't even worth it. But then you're like, was it me? Why were these other girls like, why wasn't I enough? What did Mm -hmm. I do? You start like getting in your head about like, what did I do? When really it was Um, nothing that you actually did. Absolutely. It took a while to get to the point where you realized like it was nothing you did. That was just like all on them, the place they were in in their life. And then you get to a weird stage where I did where you like played a highlight reel and you're like, oh my gosh, do I weirdly miss this person? Why do I miss this person? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a routine. Yeah. It's like, oh, lazy Sundays were our thing and I kind of missed that. Or, oh, we went and played golf and that was super fun. And that is a very bizarre phase. But I think once you get through all of that and recognize the different stages, you come out so much clearer and you're like, okay, it's like one day you wake up and you're like, man, I really just don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't go try to stalk their (laughs) Facebook pages. You don't try to go find where they are and like accidentally run into them. Like you just straight up don't care anymore. It's a very freeing feeling of just being able to let it go. And I can completely agree with that. And it's – I feel like maybe some people will get stuck in that highlight reel phase where, you know, like you said, maybe there's this favorite show you watched or you did this on Sundays or that and then you get stuck in it and you can't – maybe someone can't move out, you know, move out of that and move from from that, move on from it. And then it's re- – that's really not healthy at all. Well, it may come as a shocker to anyone who's listening, but I was in one other relationship besides Dylan. But I think when that one ended, it was very easy for me because really the majority of the last year that we were together, I kind of was already like knowing it was ending. And I finally just kind of got the guts to, to finally just end it. But Whereas, Ashley, like you didn't get that closure from someone that really should have had a conversation with you. And that's unfortunate that he never did. But the one decent thing that this person did for me was actually apologize at the end of everything. But then he continued to be a total a-hole after the fact. But he did apologize for things that happened during the relationship. But at that point, it was so far... I was so far over it that I was just like ready to kind of have a clean break. So it was nice. It was a nice gesture, but you know, and I think a lot of people stay in relationships for longer than they know they should, but just cause it's hard to, yeah. And it's hard to just say like, okay, it's, it's done. Well, you have that hope that things will get better. Things will change or that person will change. Or if you go through your mind and saying, well, maybe if I do this, this will happen. Or maybe if this, you know, happens with, for me, I always I go back to my most serious relationship. Um, there were a lot of times where I would give myself a timeline. Okay, if if things don't change by this date, I'm done. Or if things don't change, you know. And then we got to that date, and things weren't things were the same. And then you know you keep keep giving. I kept giving myself more yeah. time, and it just got worse and worse. So, yeah. But I know I knew deep down that it was not working out, and it's just hard to actually make that move forward and 
then once it was over and you know you got you get through that then you look back and you're like dang it probably should have ended it sooner but well i think it even plays into um the whole not getting closure and being able to have closure just for yourself because you can't rely on someone else to give you closure is very important and i think it goes into the way dating is framed currently um there are so many times that you start a conversation with someone you want to get excited and it's called ghosting for anyone that isn't familiar and someone just out of nowhere stops talking to you and you just kind of like I don't know maybe it's helped with the whole closure thing because a lot of us are getting used to not having closure and you just kind of move on and it's like the new norm which is totally which bizarre. is sad yeah. too but yeah well, we're going to start diving into part two next week, so y'all come back and listen to us. It'll be a little lighter. We'll I, yeah, fun. I think we'll, have yeah. a, we'll maybe have a <laughs> few fun questions for Dylan to answer on the side here. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for listening. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. See ya.